Good morning, everyone. Good morning, everyone. Welcome to Blog Talk Radio, Karma Talk. This is Sarah Jacobs, Tammy's assistant, and I'm sorry she's not going to be here today. She left very unexpectedly to go help a client, and so she's not here to do her radio show. But I am going to be sharing her message with you today. I know she wanted to be here, but as always, she is here in spirit, I'm sure. The topic today is the connection to God. And the first thing I want to ask is, and some of you may be wondering this, can we connect to God? The answer, of course, is yes, of course we can. But today I want to examine this topic in more detail. If you're not connected to God, you can make that connection. Or if you want a stronger connection with God, you will know how to have a stronger connection with God and why it is so important. There are so many benefits that we receive through God's promises to us. First of all, let's look at who God is. What is the character of God? And uh, what I did for this part of the um, radio show and some other aspects of the radio show is I actually took um, scripture verses out of the Bible that talked about God and who he is and what he does and many of his promises for us. And I also aligned them with the things that Tammy talks about. So you're going to see a blend of both of them today. So again, the first thing we want to talk about is let's look at who God is, what is and what is the character of God. What is he like? First of all, as all of you know, um, he is creator God. If you look in the very first book of the Bible, which is Genesis, that whole first book of Genesis, Genesis 1, is a great description of who God is. It talks in great detail of all the things that God has done and specifically how he created the earth and basically everything in the universe. He created each and every one of us, and so he knows us better than anyone else. It also talks about how God is light. This is a message we have heard from him and declared to you, God is light. In him, there is no darkness at all. He is the only one who can bring light into the darkness of our body, mind, and spirit. When Tammy talks about transformation, she talks about how we need to be light, how we need to be the light. We need to bring in light. We need to be the light that everyone else can see. God is love. Uh, And it says in 1 John, Dear friends, let us love one another, for love comes from God. Everyone who loves has been born of God and knows God. Whoever does not know God, whoever does not love, does not know God, because God is love. This is how God showed his love amongst us. He sent his one and only son into the world that he might live through him. He is love, and he is the one to teach us about unconditional love, which is the type of love he extends to each and every one of us. 
as Tammy has talked about so many times, love is the most important thing because this is where we connect to God, our guardian angel, and healings of all types. Love is what brought the two people together who created us here on earth with God's help, of course. In First John, it also says, and so we know and rely on the love of on the love God has for us. God is love. Whoever lives in love lives in God and God in him. It is a relationship built on love. God is God. In Revelation 21, it talks about, and I heard a loud voice from the throne saying, now the dwelling of God is with man and he will live with them. They will be his people, and God himself will be them and be their God. And in Deuteronomy 10, it says, For the Lord your God is God of gods and Lord of lords, the great God, the mighty and awesome, who shows no partiality and accepts no bribes. God wants to be our God. He wants to dwell within us, but he never forces himself on anyone. We all have free will but he does, he does reveal himself to us each day and hopes that we choose to allow him to be our Lord and Savior. He is God of gods, and no one can do what he does. Here's a verse uh, both in Exodus 34 and Numbers 23 that actually talk a little bit more specifically about God's character. Then the Lord came down in the cloud and stood there with him and proclaimed his name, the Lord. And he passed in front of Moses, proclaiming, the Lord, the Lord, the compassionate and gracious God, slow to anger, abounding in love and faithfulness, maintaining love to thousands and forgiving wickedness, rebellion and sin. Yet he does not leave the guilty unpunished. He punishes the children and their children for the sin of the fathers to the third and fourth generation. And in Numbers 23, God is not a man that he should lie, nor a son of man that he should change his mind. Does he speak and then not act? Does he promise and not fulfill? These verses show us that God is a compassionate and gracious God but he also punishes the wicked to the third and fourth generation. This is, a, this is why it is so important to get rid of all negative karma in your life, even from parents in previous lifetimes. God is also very forgiving and always, always gives us a way to make things right with him so we can live with love, happiness, peace, and prosperity. He is also a faithful God and always keeps his promises to us even when we do not keep our promises to him. God never fails. God is a God of miracles. And in Deuteronomy 3 it says, O sovereign Lord, you have begun to show to your servant your greatness and your strong hand. For what God is there in heaven or on earth who can do the deeds and mighty works you do. God is a God of miracles. Never say never. God can always change the circumstances in your life and give you the desires of your heart. He is a God of miracles, 
and miracles follow those who believe in him and have given him the lordship of their life. He is God, the protector. In Deuteronomy 33, it says, The eternal God is your refuge, and underneath are the everlasting arms. He will drive out your enemies before you, saying, Destroy him. And in Psalms 94, it says, But the Lord has become my fortress and my God, the rock in whom I take refuge. He will protect us and drive our enemies from us. Another aspect of God, he is our protector. The eternal God is your refuge and underneath are the everlasting arms. He will drive out your enemies. He's a God of righteousness. In Psalms 116, the Lord is a gracious and right the Lord is gracious and righteous. Our God is full of compassion. God knows our hearts better than anyone. He shows us grace and unmerited favor when our hearts are in the right place, even if we make mistakes. He is righteous and is always fair and forgiving if we repent and ask him to forgive us, just as we need to give, forgive others so that God will forgive us. Forgiveness is so important. He is God of the living. And in Matthew 22, it says, I am the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob. He is not the God of the dead, but of the living. And in Mark 1, it says, the time has come, he said, the kingdom of God is near. Repent and believe in good news. And in John 6, for the bread of God is he who comes down from heaven and gives life to the world. God is a God of the living. His son Jesus rose from the dead in order to provide for us eternal life. God sacrificed the most important thing to him, his only begotten son, to free us from the sin we created in our life and to make things right with God. Because of the sacrifice that Jesus made, we can enjoy eternal life, complete and totally healing in all areas of our life, and many more benefits. Love each and every one of us just as we are. In Acts 10 it says, Then Peter began to speak. I now realize how true it is that God does not show favoritism. God loves each and every one of us. We are all important to him. He does not show favoritism. We all have the same ability to change our lives and become who we were meant to be. He hears and answers all of our prayers. We do not always get the answer we want, but he is connected to us at all times through our guardian angels. God always keeps his promises to us. And in 1 Corinthians 1 and 10, it says, God who has called you into fellowship with his son Jesus Christ is our Lord and is faithful. And in 1 Corinthians 10 it says, No temptation has seized you except what is common to man. And God is also faithful. He will not let you be tempted beyond what you can bear. But when you are tempted, he will also provide a way out 
so that you can stand up under it. God always keeps his promises, even if we do not. We will all go through difficulties and temptations in our lives, but he always makes a way out. This is why it is so important to stay connected to your guardian angels so you can get the messages clearly from them. God is a God of peace. In 1 Corinthians 14, it says, For God is not a God of disorder, but of peace. As in all the congregations of the saints, God wants each and every one of us to know peace in our lives. Only through God can you know the peace that passes all understanding, which is the peace you can know and experience in your life, even when you are going through the most negative situations or scenarios in your life. God keeps your heart and whole being at peace. Even the people who may know you and know what you are going through will be in awe of the peace you will exude. Next, I'm going to talk about why is it important to connect to God? Why is it so important to connect to God? In addition to the things that I've already mentioned, here are some of the things that God will do for us. He wants to be our Lord. He wants to be connected to us on a daily basis. He actually created us with a need to be connected to him. Unfortunately, too many people try and fill that void with unhealthy things, such as drugs, alcohol, sex, selfishness, and all types of addictions and habits that only bring us down and demean us in such a way that we lose the self-love, self-esteem, and self-confidence that he wants us to have. If we are his children and we truly believe that in our hearts, then we will have the faith and confidence to not need negativity to make us feel good. And of course, any pleasure we may get from negativity, negative behavior is soon gone by the karma debt that we need to get rid of, which we have created. He will protect us. That's one of the reasons why we need him. In Deuteronomy 20, it says, When you go to war against your enemies and see horses and chariots and an army greater than yours, do not be afraid of them, because the Lord your God who brought you up out of Egypt will be with you. If you look at the history of the Jewish people and the wars and battles that they have had to fight to get the promised land back, you will see miracle after miracle where only a handful of soldiers defeated huge armies of men. In some cases, the enemy saw soldiers that really didn't exist or angels surrounding the few soldiers that had the courage and faith to go up against the enemies where they were totally outnumbered. There's a movie actually on Netflix um, that shows some of these miracles. It's about the blood moon, which Tammy talked about um, at the end of last year. And in this movie, you will actually... Uh, they will actually recount some of these miracles that happen, and they are amazing. In Psalm 37, it says, 
The mouth of the righteous man utters wisdom, and his tongue speaks what is just. The law of his God is in his heart. His feet do not slip. Have you ever had someone lie about you or tell a half-truth which made you look terrible? Have you ever had someone talk about you behind your back in a negative way and paint a picture of you that was not true? God will protect you, and even though it can cause some disruption in your life, God will turn it around for your good. In Psalm 46, it says, For the director of music of the sons of Korah, according to Awanamas, a song, God is our refuge and strength, an ever-present help in trouble. Therefore, we will not fear Though the earth give way and the mountains fall into the heart of the sea, the mouth of the righteous man utters wisdom and his tongue speaks what is just. The law of God is in our hearts. His feet do not slip. Today, with all the natural disasters that we are experiencing in this day and time, this is good news for all who believe in God and who have made him their Lord. No matter what happens, God will protect you. Also, again, he reminds us that he will protect us from our enemies who seek to destroy our lives out of anger, jealousy, bitterness, unforgiveness, and all forms of evil. He knows things are going to happen before we do. That is why it's so important to be connected to God and to our guardian angels and spirit guides so we can get his messages and warnings. In Psalm 46, it says, There is a river whose stream makes glad the city of God, the holy place where the Most High dwell. God is within her. She will not fall. God will help her at break of day. This again speaks of God's help with the Holy Land and getting that back to the Jewish people. Um, Psalm 73 says, My flesh and my heart may fail. But God is the strength of my heart and my portion forever. Even at times of severe illness or right before we die, God is our strength and he will get us through these difficult times. There were only a few people who were taken up to heaven. Elijah was one of them without dying. But the rest of the people died and then went to heaven. So most people do die, and that is their way of crossing over. He will defend us against our enemies. In Deuteronomy 20, it says, Your God is the one who goes with you to fight for you against your enemies to give you victory. What kind of battle are you in right now? Do you need to fight for a job, go to court, Are there people who are trying to hurt you physically, emotionally, spiritually? Well, God can fight that battle for you. Any time that I have had to fight any kind or type of battle, I always ask God to send his angels before me to help me with this battle. Tammy has also helped people who are stuck in bad situations or needed help so that the outcome of a hearing or judgment would fall in their favor. There is so much corruption in our legal system and in the government today, and God will help you 
defend you, and protect you. He will guide and direct us. In 2 Samuel 22, it says, For who is God besides the Lord? And who is a rock except our God? It is God who arms me with strength and makes my way perfect. God will always guide us in the way of truth if we ask him and wait for his response. He will give you the strength to do what you have to do, even though you do not think you can do it. In the end, everything will turn out perfect. It is important that during this time we have complete faith and turn everything over to him and wait for his answer. Do not take that problem back and then out of fear, try and fix it yourself. God promises to help us. Let him help you today with whatever it is that you are dealing with. He also said, he makes my feet like the feet of a deer. He enables me to stand on the height. Again, he reminds us that he will help us to be strong and reach the top. He will help us overcome any negativity. In Second Chronicles 30, it says, If you return to the Lord, then your brothers and your sisters will be shown compassion by their captors and will come back to the land, for the Lord your God is gracious and compassionate. He will not turn his face from you if you return to him. As long as you stay with God, he will protect you and provide for you. At times, we let negativity get, and we slip away from him. But he wants us to come back to him so we can have that wonderful, amazing relationship restored and have all the blessings back in our life. He is our Savior. In Psalm 62, it says, My Savior and my honor depend on God. He is my mighty rock my refuge, trusting him at all times. O oh, people, pour out your hearts to him, for God is our refuge. Praise be to the Lord, to God our Savior, who daily hears our burdens. Our God is a God who saves, from the, and he is a sovereign Lord and comes and helps us to escape death. These verses talk about God, who is our Savior and our refuge from all forms of evil and negativity. It is important that we trust in him, pour out our heart to him so he can help us and comfort us in all our troubles. He wants to take those burdens off your shoulders and carry them himself and get rid of the negativity in our lives, all forms of negativity. He never intended for us to carry all these burdens ourselves. That is why he died on the cross and then resurrected, to bury all our burdens and provide a provision for healing, eternal life, and a path to find true love, happiness, peace, and prosperity. This, the passage below explain this, explains this in more detail. He will rescue and comfort us. The spirit of the sovereign Lord is on me because the Lord has anointed me to preach good news to the poor. He has sent me to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim freedom for the captive and release from darkness for the prisoners, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor and the day of vengeance of our God, to comfort all who mourn and provide for those who grieve in Zion 
to bestow on them a crown of beauty instead of ashes, the oil of gladness instead of mourning, and a garment of praise instead of a spirit of despair. They will be called oaks of righteousness, a planting of the Lord for the display of his splendor. He will give us the power to drive out evil. In Matthew 12, it says, But if I drive out demons by the Spirit of God, then the kingdom of God has come upon you. It is the Spirit of God that gives people the power to drive out all forms of negativity, even demons. If you are struggling with this issue, you may want to contact Tammy because she can help you. In 1 Corinthians 4, it says, For the kingdom of God is not a matter of talk, but of power. If you give your whole life to God and follow his guidance, you will also have and can do the things that he asks you to do. But you must have the faith and strength to keep God's light, the Holy Spirit, that is, in your space. He gives us the power to heal. In Luke 10, it says, Heal the sick who are there and tell them, the kingdom of God is near you. Again, you must allow God to be the Lord of your life and he will give you the knowledge and power to heal yourself and others. The lashes he took before he was crucified provided provision for each one of us to be healed. This has already been done for us. This is a gift that he has given us. We can be a part of his kingdom. In Luke 16, it says, The law and the prophets were proclaimed until John. Since that time, the good news of the kingdom of God is being preached and everyone is forcing his way into it. Once a person truly understands what God is and what he promises to do for them, they really want to be a part of his kingdom. Some people have to go out and try and do things their way first. But once they realize that God has always had the perfect plan for their life and they surrender to him, his lordship, then we become a part of his kingdom, especially once they understand that God always keeps his promises to us and loves us so much. He has poured his love into our hearts talks about this in Romans 5. And hope does not disappoint us because God has poured out his love into our hearts by the Holy Spirit whom he has given us. There is one who can love us the way God loves us. There is no one who can love us that way. He loves us in spite of ourselves, our sins, our shortcomings, our human nature, pride, stubbornness, etc., His love is unconditional, and he will always love us so no matter what. Whether we tell him to leave us alone, whether we turn our back on him, whether we ignore him and his messages to us, he will never stop loving us. Remember that because no matter where you are right now spiritually, he wants to have a connection with you today, in this lifetime and in every lifetime. Next, I want to talk a little bit about how do we connect how do we connect to God? As I mentioned earlier, 
God wants to be connected to each and every one of us at all times. He wants to have a personal relationship with each and every one of us. He loved us so much that he created and assigned a guardian angel for each one of us. What is a guardian angel? Guardian angels are assigned to us from the very beginning of time. They stay with us until we go back to God and choose not to return to this earth. They have never been human. God has created and assigned an angel or angels to each one of us. Each angel is as unique and different as we are. Some of us need angels who are soft and loving to help us heal from the past. Others need angels who are fierce and strong because they will be carrying out God's word in a strong and a mighty way. Some of us have more than one angel because the work we are assigned to do requires several different types of angels to help us through this lifetime. Our guardian angels were sent to help us through this lifetime as well as to protect us. This is just one of our connections to God himself. And I kind of like the way Tammy talks about it. She talks about it, you know, how the brain has all these neurons that go off from it. And this is God's way of having that personal connection with us um, every moment of every day, through every lifetime, is through our guardian angels. Whether you believe in guardian angels or not, each person has one or more angels. Even if you get mad at them and tell them to leave, they will not leave your side. Obviously, if you are here, if they are here to help us and protect us, it is important that we can communicate with them. They will never harm us and constantly are protecting us and trying to communicate with us to give us the messages we need to be safe and find success in all areas of our life. Tammy Kim communicates with guardian angels. That is how she gets the information for you. Some of you are so blocked, you may want to have a session with Tammy to find out more details about your life and what is happening and how to be more connected with your angel. God speaks about angels in the Bible. The mention of angels is included in scriptures. In the Bible, these celestial beings are referred to 196 times. 103 times in the Old Testament and 93 times in the New Testament. He talks about what he has sent them to do and gives examples of how they have helped people. The word angel is derived from the Greek word angelos, which means messenger. This is from 1 Thessalonians 4.16. Here are some of the things that he tells us about angels. And this is only a very, very few examples. For he shall give his angels charge over you to keep you in all your ways. That's in Psalms 91.11. For by him all things were created that are in heaven and that are on earth visible and invisible, whether thrones or dominions or principalities or powers. All things were created through him and for him. That's Colossians 1.16. When he, they refer to thrones, dominions, principalities, and powers, he's referring to angels. 
Then the evil one left him, and they're referring to Jesus in this passage. And behold, angels came to minister to him, Jesus. This was right after Jesus had been in the wilderness fasting for 40 days and 40 nights. So basically, Jesus had been out in the mountains in the wilderness with no food or water for 40 days. And as soon as that 40 days were over, the angels came immediately to minister to him and help him. This is talked about in Matthew 4.11. And in Matthew 28, it says, But Jesus said to them, his disciples, Do you not think that I cannot, that I cannot now pray to my Father, and he will provide me with more than 12 legions of angels? So Jesus is trying to comfort his disciples. I believe this was right before his crucifixion. Where he's basically saying, you know, if I really wasn't willing to go to the cross and take on all this suffering, you know, I could ask God and he'd send, you know, legions of angels. And a legion of angels is, I believe, is at least 500 or more. But an angel, but at night, an angel of the Lord opened the prison doors and brought them, they're referring to the apostles here, out. So the apostles had been locked up in jail and an angel came at night and unlocked the door and let them out. This is spoken of in Acts 5.19. Then in Luke 22 it says, Then an angel of the Lord appeared to him, that's Jesus, strengthening him. This was during the time of his crucifixion. So all the horrible, horrible things that Jesus went through, the angels were there comforting him and strengthening him. Remember how it says that he's going to help us, you know, even at the end of our life? Well, anytime we go through extreme stress, he is right there helping us. Then as he, and then referring to Elijah, lay and slept under a broom tree, suddenly an angel touched him and said to him, Arise and eat. Then he looked, and there by his head was a cake baked on coals in a jar of water. Elijah was in the process of trying to flee from his enemy, and he became very, very tired and fell asleep, and this is what happened. So even the angels cooked and brought him water to provide for him out you know, in the wilderness as he was running away. This is from 1 Kings 19. If you do not trust God or your angel, then how can you have a close connection with them? You will always be trying to decide whether you want to do what they are telling or showing you to do, or whether you're going to do what you want to do. For people who are just starting to connect with their angels, it is sometimes hard to know what they are trying to tell or show you. If you try logically to figure it out, you usually make the wrong decision. God wants us to, we need to trust God and our angels. In Deuteronomy 6, it says, The Lord our God, the Lord is one. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your strength. We need to trust God and know that he is guiding us and directing us each and every day and every moment of every day. We need to spend time with God each day to get his messages. Find time each day to spend time focusing on what your guardian angels are trying to tell you, show you, teach you, etc. Keep 
God's law. This is from Joshua 1. Do not let this book of the law depart from your mouth. Meditate it on it day and night so that you may be careful to do everything written in it. Then you will be prosperous and successful. Have I not commanded you, be strong and courageous. Do not be terrified. Do not be discouraged, for the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. God is with us. Luke 17. Nor will his people say, here it is or there it is, because the kingdom of God is within you. He is with us at all times. We need to meditate each day and spend time alone so we can get the messages. He is trying to show us daily. He gave us laws and principles to help us from being, bringing negativity into our lives. Those principles should guide our lives and our decisions. Many of these laws contradict what society is trying to teach us and tell us. Even people who profess to be connected to God are letting society dictate a new set of laws that contradict his rules for success and happiness. In 2 Corinthians 9, it says, And God is able to make all grace abound for you, so that in all things at all times, having all that you need, you will abound in every good work. Here God is telling us that as long as we abide in him, he will always have, we will always have what we need. He will bless our lives in every way. It is important that we pay attention to the messages God is trying to give us through our guardian angels. In order to do this, prayer and meditation are essential. It is very important for you to take time to be alone to pray and meditate each day. This is your way of connecting to God and your angels. They want to be able to communicate with you. Which is important. They also want to have time to heal you physically, emotionally, and spiritually, which is important to all of us. You can meditate whenever you feel the need by sitting in a lotus position or with your palms up or laying down with your palms up. It's best to meditate, obviously, in a quiet place for a minimum of 20 minutes to get the fullest benefit from the meditation. You may want to put on some soft music that can help you focus um, and keep block out some of the noises in the background. You need to pray each day. You can pray anytime, anywhere. Prayer is simply talking with God and your angel. You can tell them your concerns. Ask for their help. Tell them how thankful you are for your, their presence and the blessings they have sent your way. There are also more formal prayers that you can say when you feel you need extra protection or divine assistance. In, once you start communicating with your guardian angel, it's important that you pay attention to what your angel is trying to show you. And I know sometimes this is hard, especially when you first uh, start to try to connect at a deeper level, but here are some suggestions. Here are some ways that they may try to communicate with you. 
they may keep showing us a particular place over and over again that has significance to our future. It could be a place where we are going to move. It could be a place where we are supposed to meet someone. It could be a place where we will work in the future. It sometimes is a place that has good energy, a place to go to feel connected, to pray and meditate. They may keep showing us a number over and over again. You may be walking down the street and you look up and see the number 11 on a street sign. Later that day, you look up and see a car license with the number 11. And then you see 11 on a billboard. Obviously, the number 11 has some type of significance, and you need to make note of it. It may not make sense to you on that day, but it will in the future. You may have plans to go out with your friends that night, but instead you are craving a particular food from a particular restaurant. You should go there and see what is in store for you. It could be that you just need to disconnect from your friends for that night so that you can hear and see clearly what you need to do. Or you may meet someone there that is important for what you need to do in the future. I have watched movies which have had such wonderful messages for me. It could be I am looking for answers to a particular problem and the movie makes it clear to me what I need to do. Or watching the movie might be very healing emotionally for something that you have gone through and still need healing. It could be you meet someone at the movies that can help you move forward. It could be as simple as overhearing a conversation from someone at the theater that gives you the answer to a problem. It is important to relax and don't stress out and let your angel guide you to where it is they are trying to show you. If you don't relax, relax, you may miss what they are trying to tell you or show you. I know this is hard, but you need to focus on what they are trying to do for you rather than stressing out about missing an opportunity to what you might be shown. When you are relaxed and at peace, it is easier for your angel to guide you where you need to go. Another thing, and I know Tammy has mentioned this a lot too, is pay attention to your dreams, the dreams that you are given. It is sometimes hard to remember your dreams, but if you keep paper and pencil next to your bed, you can write them down when you remember. Take a few minutes before you get up and just think about what were you dreaming about. It is usually easier to remember your dreams right right after you wake up. This is one of the reasons Tammy always tells people to keep a journal and write down important things that are shown. At the time, it may not make sense, but when something significant happens in the future, it will make complete sense. It also helps you to learn how to see the connection between dreams, visions, and events and what you need to learn from it. Visions and daydreams are dreams you have while you are awake. They are also important to remember. Next, I want to talk about why is it that some people feel they cannot connect to God. In Psalms 10, it says, In his pride, the wicked does not seek him. In all his thoughts, there is no room for God. 
So many people think that they do not need God. They know what is best and they want to stay in control of their lives. In John 4, it says, God is spirit and his worshipers must worship in spirit and in truth. It is important to remember that we need to have a spiritual connection with God. Being spiritual and religious are not the same thing. God wants a personal relationship with us. We must also be true to ourselves and be truthful with God. Some people do not want to do this or do not know how to do this. People want to stay in control of their lives. In Romans 6, it says, For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life in Jesus Christ our Lord. Many people have difficulty turning their life over to God. Some will turn certain aspects of their life over to God, God, but insist on controlling parts of their life. These cause blockages and do not allow us to move forward. God knows our heart. In Hebrews 4 it says, For the word of God is living and active, sharper than any two-edged sword. It penetrates even to dividing soul and spirits, joints and marrow. It judges the thoughts and attitudes of the heart. God knows our hearts, and oftentimes when he shows us God knows our hearts, and oftentimes when he shows us we need to change or give something up, we do not want to do it. Many people do not trust God to do what is best for them, and so they stay blocked. Next, I wanted to talk about why do some people not want to connect to God? Well, first of all, for all the reasons I just mentioned above, There are so many people who do not want to give up control of their life to God. They want to remain in control because they do not trust God to do what is best for them. This is a shame because as our creator, he is the only one who truly knows what is best for each and every one of us. But negativity is there showing us that being selfish is a safer plan. In Deuteronomy 4, it talks about how God wants to be the only God in our life. Your God is a consuming fire, a jealous God. He does not want anything coming before him. He wants every aspect of our life. But that is so nothing gets in the way of him blessing our lives and teaching us to be more connected to him. In Galatians 6, 7, and 8, And here they're talking about karma, whether you recognize it as that or not. But it says, do not be deceived. God cannot be mocked. And man reaps what he sows. The one who sows to please his sinful nature, from that nature will reap destruction. The one who sows to please the spirit, from the spirit will reap eternal life. This is just one way of saying that whatever energy we put out there, positive or negative, it will come back to us. He wants us to be like him. Ephesians 4 says, And put on the new self, created to be like God in true righteousness and holiness. We need to get rid of that negativity in our life and allow God to purify us and fill us with light so we can be more connected to him. 
Next, I want to talk just a little bit about what are the benefits of being connected to God daily. There are so many benefits to being connected to God daily. And I've already mentioned many of them earlier today. But here are some of the things he says. First of all, we have a covenant relationship with him. In Deuteronomy 4, it says, For the Lord your God is a merciful God. He will not abandon or destroy you or forget the covenant with your forefathers, which he confirmed to them by oath. He always keeps his promises to us. He will never leave us or forsake us. And as I mentioned earlier, he goes, he goes ahead of us to fight for us. In Deuteronomy 9, it says, <clears throat> But be assured today that the Lord your God is the one who goes across ahead of you like a devouring fire. He will destroy them. <clears throat> he will subdue them before you, and you will drive them out and annihilate them quickly as the Lord has promised you. He is God of God. For the Lord your God is God of gods and Lord of lords, the great God, mighty and awesome, who shows no partiality and accepts no bribe. He is a creator and he loves each and every one of us. God will protect us from our enemies. This is talked about in Joshua 23. You yourselves have seen everything the Lord your God has done in all these. I was ashamed to ask the king for soldiers and horsemen to protect us from enemies on the road because we had told the king, the gracious hand of our God is on everyone who looks to him, but his great anger is against all who forsake him. He helps us become better people. In Hebrews 13 it says, Do not forget to do good and to share with others, for with such sacrifice God is pleased. He helps us become better people, and then we bless others. He blesses us back. Also remember, as Tammy's talked about so many times, a helping hand brings forward good karma. In Psalm 33, it talks about blessed is the country that makes him their God. But the plans of the Lord stand firm forever, the purpose of his heart through all generations. Blessed is the nation whose God is the Lord, the people he chose for his inheritance. From heaven the Lord looks down and sees all mankind. God has always protected the people he loves. This country is blessed because it was established on God's principles. Also, we also are blessed because the United States has always tried to protect God's people, which are the Jewish people. He is our God forever. In Psalm 48, it says, For this God is our God forever and ever. He will be our guide even to the end. So he's always going to be with us. Always. God will judge us. Psalm 50. And the heavens proclaim his righteousness, for God himself is is judged. Ultimately, we all have to account for how we lived. People forget this sometimes until they are on their deathbed. 
this is so sad because he really wants us to have a blessed and fulfilled life. And it would be sad for you to decide as you're dying that you want to have a stronger connection with God. He provides for us. This is from Psalm 54. Surely God is my help. The Lord is the one who sustains me. He protects us from slander or lies. In Psalm 59, it says, Oh, my strength, I watch for you. You, O God, are my fortress, my loving God. God will go before me and will let me gloat over those who slander me. Now, what lawyer can do all that for you? Even if you do not know someone has said something negative about you, God does know it, and he will protect us. He blesses every part of our life. And in Psalms 84, it says, For the Lord God is a sun and shield. The Lord bestows favor and honor. No good thing does he withhold from those who walk in him in blamelessness. O Lord Almighty, blessed is the man who trusts in you. So if you really trust in God and you have faith in God, you're going to be blessed because of it. He wants our blessings to be eternal. In Romans 14 it says, For the kingdom of God is not a matter of eating and drinking, but of righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. These are the things that bring forward good karma and blessings and miracles in our life. He has prepared a place for us in heaven. This is talked about in Hebrew 11. Instead, they were longing for a better country, a heavenly one. Therefore, God is not ashamed to be called their God, for he has prepared a city for them. There are a number of different names that God called, and these all have different meanings. And some of these, I'm sure you've heard in some songs, some um, Christian songs or spiritual songs that are out there. Elohim means God, creator, mighty, and strong. The plural form of Elohai, which is accommodated, uh, is a combination of the Trinity from the Bible's first sentence. The superlative nature of God's power is evident as God Elohim speaks the world into existence. El Shaddai means God Almighty, the Mighty One of Jacob, God's Almighty Power over all. Adonai means Lord. Yahweh means also Lord. Other names, Yahweh Rafia, the Lord who heals. Yahweh Jari, the Lord will provide. Yahweh Nisi, the Lord our banner. Yahweh Makedesh, the Lord who sacrifices and makes holy. Yahweh Shalom, the Lord our peace. Yahweh Elohim, Lord God. Yahweh Testanitnu, 
the Lord our righteousness. Yahweh Rohi, the Lord our shepherd. Yahweh Shemaiah, the Lord is there. Yahweh Sabaoth, the Lord of hosts. El Elyon, most high. El Ro, God of seeing. These, again, are all found in the Bible in various places. El Olam, everlasting God. El Gabor, mighty God. And so these are the different references to God in various parts of the Bible. And each one, of course, again, provides us with the meaning of who he is, talks more about his character, who he is, and what he wants to do for each and every one of us. Um, I want to thank you for listening in today. If you want to contact Tammy, you can follow her on Twitter, on Facebook, and I believe also on Periscope. But you can always contact her office at 916-930-0781. Or you can email her at asktammyadams. Once again, her office number is 916 930 or email her at com. Thank you and have a truly blessed day.